that's not to say bl- blame, but we have a choice. Right. We can allow it or disallow. Right. We can absolutely stop it. But after there's been some reason to say, okay, and that's after even depending on the relationship, have some dialogue. Okay, this hurt me. This is not acceptable behavior. There's the boundary, right? Because I feel like toxicity, when we talk about it, to me, it's like, it's like something that overflows its boundary. A disease, um, a, a chemical, something that's overflowing the boundary that it should properly be set. And that's just how my brain works. So setting a boundary to say, okay, this far, this is far enough. This is no longer acceptable behavior. Yeah. What are we going to do to fix this? Here and no more. Right, and if the other person's not willing to come to the table and say, hey, let's talk about that, okay, I'm sorry, then okay, then, then you're showing me your hand, to your point, Jen, like, okay, then you're showing me your hand and... <clears throat> Next! <laughs> Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Okay, so I wanna play a little verbal Rorschach, Rorschach test, you know, like the inkblot test Mm -hmm. um, with you. So I'm gonna say a word and I want you to tell me what it makes you think of. Right? The word is toxic. Acid. Chemicals. Keep going? You can. I was going to say corrosive. So kind of along the lines of acid. Mm -hmm. Sick. Death. Ugly. Out of control. Diseased. Like rotting. Mm. Yeah, so pretty much all bad things. And so I think it's important to talk about toxicity because it is, it means different things to different people, and I think it comes in various forms. We typically think of toxic in terms of like food you know, or drink, or um, like some contamination. But I think that that same attitude or idea could cross into thought patterns and speech patterns and ways of interacting with others and lots of different ways that toxicity comes up, so. Absolutely. One, the next thing that was coming up for me was relationships. Like, Mm. um, and hopefully relationships are not toxic, but when they are, and especially key relationships are toxic. I was um, talking to a woman this week who, um, uh, she she's toxicity at work. So she doesn't feel supported. Um, there are other women there she works closely with and she doesn't feel like they have her back or that there's a good community there. And, um, you know, that's objective. I'm not there at the job, but it, but, but definitely you get sense of a feel of like, <sighs> I want something more, something better, more healthful environment for my own growth. Yeah. 
There's also like personal toxicity, right? Our feelings can sometimes be toxic. Our mm-hmm. mindset can be toxic. And that's the inner stuff and the outer stuff. Yeah, I think we can have a toxic relationship with other people, but we can have a toxic relationship with other with some things in our lives too. Or food. Mm-hmm. I think we can have a toxic relationship with ourselves, you know, like mm-hmm. where we um, sometimes are really hard on ourselves or just a lot of negative things that we don't deal with in a healthy way and we end up being toxic to ourselves and by extension the other people around us because you've never seen something toxic that doesn't contaminate whatever it touches. Yeah. So. Right. right, and I think, I mean, what the way we do one thing is the way we do everything, right? So I was, um, I was talking to another a person and uh, she was expressing that, uh, I was asking her about a dream life so tell me about your dream life. Because, you know, I, y'all know I love that, right? I'm, all about yes. I'm the dream accelerator. Tell me about your dreams. Um, and uh, she started to construct her dream life. And it was this really beautiful dream of, like, helping women um, who are coming out of um, abusive relationships um, and providing a safe haven for them. Um, so we're talking through it. And then she says, um, she said, I said, so tell me about your ideal day. What would that look like? And she's like, well... I think I get up at six, but you know, I mean, I might be needed there. So I might, I don't know what time I could get up because I might need to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just want them to know that I'm there. I want them to know I have access to me. And, you know, and one of the things in a few minutes earlier, she described as feeling like she has to do it all. Mm-hmm. And then even as she's constructing hypothetically her dream life here, I hear her inserting herself as the Doing person that has to do it all and always be there. And I said, well, how's that going to serve you for the life you want to construct where you don't have to be in the middle and everybody has what they need and you can be available at will. And in that context of the conversation was like, well, I don't have time for self-care. I don't really have time to work out. And it's like, but you have to, you have to, you have to put the self-care in as a non-negotiable item and then everything else will flow around it. Mm -hmm. And also get comfortable with like, if something falls off because you've, you just got to let it go, right? Yeah. But if you've done everything according to your priority, if you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care of your family to the extent that you need to and whatever else, if all your priorities are in the proper sequence and you've done those things first, whatever falls off should be less you know, less of an issue. It really shouldn't be life-threatening or life-altering. But there's that sense of like, maybe think of it like toxicity in the sense of, mindset right and how it can be the self-fulfilling prophecy because the way we approach one thing is how we approach everything even when we're talking about creating something different yeah yeah we can just drag drag it right in yep Yeah. yeah yeah i think that has happened to me quite a bit you mentioned like toxic relationships with yourself and we've we've discussed in previous episodes how you know the way that other people see me is not how i see myself typically I'm, I'm only looking at, I'm focused on what's not going right or what's not, what I haven't done well or what I could do better. And I think it's good to have an attitude of, you know, self-improvement and self-development and looking to get better and not be satisfied and complacent with whatever we've achieved. But not taking time to really recognize and acknowledge our successes is also, I think, a, a bad place to, to live. Absolutely. And um, I've definitely been guilty of that in times past. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, too, another for myself, when I think toxic is 
sometimes not focusing too much on the negative things and not enough of the positive things. I mean, like you said, there's always constructive criticism, but we tend to only criticize ourselves, right? And not say like, I did this thing really well today, or, you know, I'm really good at this, or, and really praising ourselves equally because we tend to focus on all the things that are negative. And I know for myself that sometimes creates a downward spiral where, you know, I only start to see the negative things about my personality. And of course, like every person, I have the negative things and I have the positive things. So, and I think as much as we see ourselves differently as other people see us, the way that we see ourselves makes a big difference in how we present ourselves to the world, how we navigate through the world, and how other people see us, you know? And how we see other people. Yeah, and right. how we see other people. Through, our, through the lens that we see ourselves, we often apply that same lens to other people, yeah. right. even though our internal lens is is colored. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's lens is colored in some way or another, and it's either mm -hmm. positive or negative, but generally... One thing that's interesting, I'll let, let you go, Jen, is that um, I feel like the internal voice and the way we talk to ourselves and the way we... And the way we talk to other people, sometimes they're aligned and then sometimes they're diametrically opposed. Like we'll give someone else all this latitude, like, oh, it's fine, sweetie. You just um, bounce the check can. for the fifth time. Oh, it's OK. I can't believe you. it's fine. I understand you're under a lot of distress <laughs> and you, your mom is dying, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to us and it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that again. Right. And, and so the voices are not congruent and we're so much harder on ourselves mm -hmm. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's really, I said to a friend, I was like, why is it okay for you to talk to yourself like that? But if I talk to you like that, oh, yeah. you'd be up in arms. I'd beat you around, around the shoulders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and Watch I don't know if the I'm the friend. Like, right here. You're not the friend. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I feel like we've had that conversation. And I remember you saying that to me and I thought, huh, you're right. I wouldn't tolerate someone else talking to me the way that I talk to myself. And I think that was a big, it was like an eye-opening moment. Like, no, wait, you have to change the way that you think and speak to yourself. Oh. Yeah. Because it is contaminant. It's, it's a contaminant. So I think that it leads people to accept less of others in relationships and um, maybe even invite some abuse because they're already abusing themselves. So they're not necessarily going to stop somebody else from doing it because they'll, they already feel so poorly of themselves that, well, maybe I deserve this or this is the best that I can get. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah there's a way of drawing. We have a way, too, of drawing, of, of, of pushing people away. And I'm guilty of this myself, like um, even in, as a business owner and as a person. I, as I started to work through things as a coach with my own coach, she's like, huh, that's interesting that... Uh, Okay, so no, there are, there's no one good enough, and I'm just like, no, no, it is. I just haven't found them yet. And she's like, but you, 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 you disqualify people really smoothly. Like you have a very clever way of like, no, not you. You, you, you're too close in my social circle, or no, not you. I don't want to, you know, share my prices, or no, no, not you. I mean, you, 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 you. I have this way of like, not you. No, not you. No, yes. No, no, not you. And it really was a reflection of me mm -hmm. not wanting to step out there and be vulnerable and expose myself mm -hmm. in some way or another. Um, it was really my fear. My self-worth was like, no, I... Mm. 
So, but but the story I was telling was no, exactly. not, not not you, not you. It's not you. It's fine, but not you, not you, not you, not you, not you. And she's like, well, well, who then? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, but I'll know when I see them. I'll know. And she's like, yeah, no, I'll never be. Yeah. Right. And so when she laid down the directive, like everybody's in instead of everybody's out, everybody's in. Then I was like, no, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't do that. Yeah, you will. Everybody. So I think it's, it reminds me of the thought that, you know, I, I respect everyone and then they will disqualify themselves versus you have to earn my respect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, starting out in that, that former attitude is better because then you're just like, you know, the world really does open up for you that way. And then you can say, oh, well, you've done something to disqualify you, but. You know, everybody else is still, I'm still going to respect everybody. Right. And I think that's a much better way to live. But it's also more vulnerable. Absolutely. Because it means you open the door to everybody and mm-hmm. you give them a chance to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And that's the part where nobody Not wants wrong. to get hurt. Nobody wants to feel like they, that they were stupid and they should have seen. That's very common. I should have seen this. Why not see this coming? Why not see that about you? Um, and the, the, it's human. It's not, it's not. It's not stupid if you somebody hurt you, we don't have the blame for that. Yeah. Right? We we if they hurt us once, we don't have the blame for that. If they hurt us, keep hurting us. Well, we have no. a choice there. Damn. That doesn't that's not to say bl- blame, but we have a choice. Right. We can allow it or disallow. Right. We can absolutely stop it. But after there's been some reason to say, okay, and that's after even depending on the relationship, have some dialogue. Okay, this hurt me. This is not acceptable behavior. There's the boundary, right? Because I feel like toxicity, when we talk about it, to me, it's like like something that overflows its boundary. A disease, um, a chemical, something that's overflowing the boundary that it should properly be set. And that's just how my brain works. So setting a boundary to say, okay, this far, this is far enough. This is no longer acceptable behavior. What are we going to do to fix this? Here and no more. Right. And if the other person's not willing to come to the table and say, hey, let's talk about that. OK, I'm sorry. Then, OK, then, then you're showing me your hand to your point, Jen. Like, OK, then you're showing me your hand. And <clears throat> next. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think the word toxin is closely related to this idea of toxicity. And so when we think of toxins, you know, that I think that's an even more clear designation for us you know when you think of tainted or contaminated or something that's poisonous and I was thinking of like you know when relation like food or drink we talked in another episode about plastics right and we know that plastics are bad for the environment and there's probably some health concerns around um, you know having plastics touch our food or having aluminum foil touch our food and those are things that we are very aware of but I think that we kind of close our eyes to the toxins that are in some of the everyday products that we put on our body, in our body, in our mouths even. Um, so do you have things that you are reconsidering or that you've thought about or mm-hmm. are... Lots of things. I think, uh, okay, like what? Deodorant is a big one for me. We had uh, our episode with Black and Green um, Kristen, sorry, from Black and Green, 
and she was talking about um, natural women's products and that sort of thing. And it did <clears throat> call to mind a time that we're just talking. Uh, and I think it's something that I hadn't even thought of, really. But it called to mind a time when I had, like, I think I had just shaved and I, like, put deodorant on. And it caused this huge, like, mass under my arm that mm. was really sore it hurt for a while they told me don't wear any deodorant um but basically that's what it was it's like the skin was kind of fresh and then I put the deodorant on and I had like kind of a an allergic reaction to it and it reminded me of like whatever's in that deodorant you know is not good for you so deodorant (laughs) is something that I've been thinking about um changing but my problem is in switching to different kind of products is like we become very accustomed to things working in a particular way you know so (laughs) and reliably yes Yes. and reliably (laughs) so um i want to switch deodorants but i want my new one to work you know the way the old one did um feminine products is another area where i want to switch my um what i'm using because I think that that's a really sensitive area where to be putting something toxic, um, whether you wear pads or tampons, right, Um, to sit your private area on something that where it's there for days at a time, you know, you can't take this thing off, right? Um, Or you're inserting. Yeah, into your cavity. Into your body. So whatever is toxic in there absolutely is being absorbed by the body. Um, But what I found in both of these instances is like the thing that I'm, want to replace it with does not perform compare. at the same level yes yeah. it doesn't um and we were talking about this uh, briefly earlier today but um as a woman in my 30s i am not <laughs> prepared to go out into the world not having control over these things that i have navigated in my whole life mm-hmm. controlling and like periods being one of those things and so i think that this is a real issue with Product companies, I understand that they want to make things that are non-toxic. We want them to be non-toxic too, but there's a level of, um, and I don't, I was going to say integrity, but there's a level of, um, I don't know the right word. Function. Function. They should absolutely have. That needs to have, you know? Um, And I did recently get married, and so feeling like um, the kind of all natural feminine product that I switched over to, I did not feel protected. I felt like I got stuff all all (laughs) over the place, you know? And and I do have a job where I stand for hours at a time. I can't be running to the bathroom. I can't always be checking. Um, And yes, like I said, I'm in my 30s. I know how to navigate this already. Um, I've already had this lady training. We got a process. It's working. Now I'm trying to transition to something that's uh, non-toxic and natural, all natural. And sorry, no, I'm not getting the same level of service yeah. out of this product. Yeah. And, <laughs> and unfortunately, I do feel like I had to go back to maybe the things that I know are toxic, but they yeah. work. They work. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And that's a sad compromise that people have yeah. to make. It's kind of like people who decide they want to try to be vegan or plant-based, and then they're like, well, I was hungry all the time, or I didn't feel satisfied, or I gained weight, you know? And so they're like, I'm just going to go back to that other thing. And they yeah. know it's not as good for them. Yeah. But it's like, well, what do I do? Yeah. Right. And to go out of your way to find natural products, as you, I'm sure, have done, um, 
Lisa, to you're looking for something and it's like, yeah, but you're not you're not delivering. No. Nope. And I can't, you know, I'm not a schoolgirl. I can't yep. be running around looking like I don't know how to handle my ladyhood. Like, yep. Please, um, even as a schoolgirl, it was the most terrifying thing. Of course thing. it is. Oh, it's, yeah, so everyone, it's a very private thing. You don't want women, other people to know. Mm-mm. So I'll tell you, like, my very first experience with that, um, I think I was, like, maybe in the fifth grade. I had no idea what was happening, you know? And one of my classmates was just like, oh, my God, you hurt yourself. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. And I'm like, what? I don't feel hurt. And she's like, well, there's blood all over you. And I'm like, uh... what do you mean? There's, like, what? And I didn't know what was happening. So the teacher comes over, takes me to the nurse's office. It was, like, the most mortifying thing ever, you know? So and then you. in the fifth grade, nobody else had periods yet. I think I was the first person in my class to have a period. Um, and so... I absolutely had this freak out moment where I'm trying this all natural product and it took me back to like that experience of mm. like, ah, there's like stuff. Like who else knows about this? And I'm like, you know, I'm like in my thirties, I, I should not have this problem. Um, and uh, I recently got married and that feeling of like not wanting to like mess the bed and mm-hmm. like, yeah. Yeah, we as women, and I think it's a good thing. We, there are things that we do try to shield men from. Like, you don't mm-hmm. need to see how the whole sausage is made. <laughs> 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 know that it happens. You get the gist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and so, like, that, I it, this particular company, they sell it in, like, a three-month package. I bought the three-month package. So I didn't buy any of the regular toxic ones that I <laughs> would usually buy. And I was, like, on the edge of my seat all night. I was, like, afraid to turn over. I, like, was at the bathroom, you know, all night trying to, you know, and it's it's no way to live. But I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but it, no, it's, it's a rough. good point. Like, it, you got to gotta experiment, right? Yeah. And this is true with food, right? Like, you're transitioning. You got you to gotta experiment. You got to try new things, get outside your comfort zone. Try more products. Yeah. Um, I, I have a good experience with um I found something we were Lisa and I would blog her in January and companies, I mean this this swag bag was like serious. Epic. An epic swag bag. Um I've never seen anything like it. It was and, heavy. Yeah. I mean it had <laughs> pancake mix in it, it had uh tampons, it had Deodorant, it had strange, protein powder, strange uh, fruits and vegetables vinegar. from China that you just like it was, it was epic. But I did it find was. there was a company I can't think of the name of it right now, but I did find the company had tampons and they're all natural, organic, completely cotton. They come with a suppository, but the suppository it, and it's made of, of a, a kind of plastic, but from plant base hmm. um, and I, biodegradable. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. Um, and it was fine. I didn't have any trouble. Um, I'm in my 40s, so my cycles are much shorter and much less heavy. But um, my uh, gynecologist says that means that my fertility is decreasing. Okay, so that's a thing. Oh, yeah. So um, it's okay. I know you, so I'm like, yeah, no, I know. No. <laughs> it's not really an all, you know. <laughs> like she's been saying since we were kids. Like you're the baby one. And I'm the auntie, so absolutely. <laughs> like yeah. since I was young, so yeah, absolutely. I know there's no all happening here. Oh <laughs> no, no, no! I mean, you know, it's, yeah, a, no. it's kind of a thing when you're just like, okay, so that's, that's happening. 
Yeah. yeah, but I feel good about it. Like, great, I'm gonna buy a new handbag. Um, yeah, it was never your dream. <laughs> I'm gonna go so. to Europe. It's cool. It's cool. I think I can. I think I can live with this. Uh, um, but uh, deodorant is another one I struggled with, mm. and I had the effect where the, the all natural deodorant it had baking soda base. Um, it had a baking soda base, and I remember. Um, it was fine for a couple of days, but over by the like third or fourth day, my, my armpits were burning, mm. <laughs> yeah, they, like hurting. And some people are allergic to the baking soda. Apparently, it's fine for you know, a little bit, but then. Yeah. So I recently found something in the swag bag um, that reliably works. I've been using it since January, and I went went to Amazon. I was like, "Can I find this thing?" Yep, can. Great. And I was really surprised because I feel like deodorant is one of those things I've always worried about. Like the aluminum oh. and whatever else is right next to my skin. And especially after I, you know, um, wax or shave, it's even closer to my skin. Yeah. I just feel like. I, and I, close I, to your breast. So. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want that next to your breast tissue. And I don't want knows. that being absorbed into my skin. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but then how do you find, you know. Yes. How do you find one? You got to experiment and yeah. then you got to run the risk of like. Maybe you're going to have a bad day. So recommendation yeah. for the re- <laughs> listeners, okay, don't experiment in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> Take some personal cleansing wipes with you. Just in so case. So if you need to, yeah. Maybe have your backup toxic deodorant just in case. I mean, you just got to like... <laughs> no, it's, no, it's a real thing. And as a woman... Your backup toxic be, deodorant. I mean... I know. And it sounds awful, and, and I do... I don't like that it's come to this. It's like right. toxic, but it works. Right. Or non-toxic, yeah. but it doesn't. Because right. um, there are some things that you cannot compromise on them not working the way that they're supposed to. There's there's right. no compromise on that, you know? Right. And these are all things, yeah, that will be very um, humiliating. So toothpaste, mouthwash, deodorant, you know, soap. Yeah. <laughs> things that... For us, at least, I feel like it defines like whether or not people think you're a clean person or not clean. Absolutely, person. Yeah, for sure. So absolutely, and and then, yeah, it can be yeah. So I remember um, when I was still menstruating, and uh, I don't know why I said that. I hate that word, but anyway, I was thinking about how I had um, endometriosis, but I also had adenomyosis which led to really heavy cycles. And so I tried some of everything, including like, did you guys ever try like those cups? Okay, let's talk about Can these cups. Can we talk about that? Yeah, because I, I, What in the whole world are <sighs> these things? terrible. If they're gentlemen listening and you have a sensitive- uh, Yeah, no, yeah. You might want to pause and skip to the next episode. episode. <laughs> We're about yeah, to get serious in here. <laughs> Guys, we love yeah. you, and like we really appreciate you guys. But this might not be yeah. the episode you for y'all. Do <laughs> for those with children listening. <laughs> um, no, so yeah, so so yeah, so I I am just like mystified at this whole idea of something that talking about like better for the environment, right? So it's like this silicone like cup that you're supposed to rinse and reuse. Yeah, we got that and in insert. Our- Right? Yes. It, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yes, yes. You have to it's insert insertable it. into the lady part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And then it's supposed to like form a seal and then it fills. And then when it's full, you change it and then you rinse that one and let it dry and use it again. Or you can throw them away. But yeah. I always thought that was so weird. That is just way too natural for me. I just, no. 
Yeah. Do that. Yeah, I, I went back to risking toxic shock syndrome. I was yes. like, you know what? Well, you, you know, find me an applicator-less uh, tampon and just roll with it. Yeah, I have a hard time with things that you insert anyway. Uh, my body Agreed. just doesn't like it. Um, yeah. You know, so. I, I have a fear that it'll get stuck. Like, what, how, 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 how do you get it out? Like, you put your. It's it like then a you lip. got like. So then you just put your finger in. And, I understand. But tampons does it leak have, out the tampons have a string that no, hangs. It, it right? kind of forms a, a seal. So right, but tampons have a string, right? So you pull on the string, you insert it, and then when you're when you're ready to take it out, you pull on the string, right? Yeah. Okay. I um I'm always afraid that I'm gonna lose that string. Like what what will happen to the string? Like what what if I I don't know, right? Like and I have, I'm just gonna call myself up, I have actually lost not realized that I already had one in and put in a second. Mm. <laughs> and it was only <laughs> when terrible. I removed the second one that I was like, hey, something's still string. there. No, there's the string that I couldn't find. Oh, shut up. That's terrible. Right. Toxic shock. Let's yes. talk about it. That's user error though, right? Toxic but shock. I get I, I get scared. But of that there's kind a of lot thing. of user errors happening in the world. Right. You know? Which it's is like, why something like that yeah. freaks me out. You can't yeah. give that to a I, I wouldn't give that to my teenager. For sure. Right? And I, you know. I mean, the first time I went to a pool as a teenager, my mom, I had, I had my cycle, and I was just like, my friend's over, she's over, so it's like an, an event we're supposed to be going to, then I, then I, Aww. to the pool, and I get my period, and I'm like, crap, well now what? And my mom's like, well, you just, you have to, you know, use a tampon, I'm just like, what's a, how do you do that? Wait, and she explains it to me, and I'm just like, say huh? Yeah. No, 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 no. And I'm going to tell you, it was a traumatic experience. My friend's in there and we're trying to, she's like, she's like, it's the simplest thing in the world, right? I don't know what kind of experience she had, but I was a virgin. I didn't have any experience with inserting things into my um, <laughs> vagina. So, um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, so, so a cup, I wouldn't, synonymous, I wouldn't feel comfortable what giving to say? my kids. <laughs> yeah. What two things are synonymous? Tampons and sex, not necessarily. The well, same she's thing. just saying that she. I think she didn't. Yeah, have, yeah I like, get the but point. But cups or tampons, yeah, yeah. right? Like, anything, uh, yeah. Just putting anything, yeah. Working around and so so let's let's so right. uh, since we're on this topic, right? So having had a hysterectomy, a total hysterectomy, where I then needed hormone replacement therapy, going through the gamut of products, some of which are more toxic and some that are more natural. So to your point. So the most natural things are like creams and and oils, some of which you apply to your skin, some of which you Insert. apply inside. And and I just like I tried it and I was like I can't do this. First of all, I don't like the idea that I could misread because it's like you know use a dime's worth, and I'm like I I, I don't know if that's the, enough. Is it too much? Am I am I doing it right? And I feel like the anxiety of is this, is, this, is this what I need? Is this going to be enough for my body? It was too much for me. So then I went to like the straight, like all the way drugs, like with the patches and the, well, I did pills, which didn't work for me because they are digest, you know, they, hormones get digested in your stomach and it made me nauseous. So I did, it's like, I can't do that. So then I did like patches and the patch was okay for a while, but I didn't like some of the, you know, side effects of that, you know, that's some toxicity hormone. introduced in some of these products, right? Right. Like, so, yeah. So now I'm at the bioidentical hormones that are like 
in like a little pellet that dissolves over the course of a couple of months. So they get injected um, in my hip and then there. Let's talk about this. Like, what would they do? What they do three hundred years ago before the pharmaceutical no age? I have no idea. What did women do? Like, well, I mean, I, I don't know. know. I always think too that like a lot of these things were not the same, you know, so long ago. I, I think the food that we eat and the fact that we are around so many toxic things mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. I think our bodies are definitely changing and it's causing, you know, more harm than good. And now we've got, you know, chemicals to try to combat the chemicals that started the thing in the first place. And, you know, maybe we really just have come that far. But the question is, how do we back it up? Mm-hmm. You know, how do how do we back it up? And then how do we know when to back it up and when to say, like in Jen's case, right? You don't want to just not take medicine for not taking medicine's sake, especially if it's working and if it is beneficial. So it's like, when do you say, all right, I'm going to go with the toxic thing or I'm going to go with the the chemical version over the natural version because this is what works for me and this is what's helping me. When you're desperate. Well, that's the thing is like you don't want to be so stuck, at least for myself. I don't want to be so stuck on like everything natural that my life is miserable Mm -hmm. you know because I can tell you that day when I had to run back and forth to the bathroom at work every 15 minutes and could barely go to sleep and you're worried about getting the bed all messed up that is like not (laughs) give me the toxic (laughs) okay give me the toxic ones with my little flaps that work okay because like what are we doing? Tried and true. Right. Yes. And my, um, my mom talks about this. Like when she's going through menopause, she's just mm-hmm. like, I could, uh, she's like, I tried to go the all natural route. Nothing was working. She said, I wasn't sleeping. Nope. Yeah. For weeks on end. Uh, what does that do to a person? Like, it makes the, you crazy. Yeah. So she's like, like you're already, just, you just had to get, she had to just cop to the, she felt, she had, this was her decision, right? I felt like I have to just cop to the hormones so I could sleep and mm-hmm. be actual, an actual human, functional mm-hmm. human being. Yeah. That was exactly my experience. So um, because, most hormones are estrogen producing. That's the point of the, of the hormone. It exacerbates the condition that I have. So my doctor originally was like, well, you're just gonna have to tough it out. I mean, and I was like 30, 31, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And so I was pretty young to be in medical menopause and it was awful. Awful. I could only look back now and realize how sick and depressed and sad and difficult I was to be around. And I don't even know how I functioned every day. And this was when I was a manager of a team and I was traveling a lot for work. And I'm just like, I don't even know how I survived because it was so difficult. Excuse me. And so I got to a point where I was like, I'm either going to (laughs) die or I'm going to have some hormones because I can't keep doing this. My life was just terrible. And in the meantime, like I made some bad choices and messed up some relationships and really showed my tail one time. (laughs) And I I don't mean, I don't mean literally, you know, just metaphorically speaking. Metaphorically speaking. Yeah. And, and I showed out. Right. And that was the first time I was like, you know what? I am not okay. (laughs) And I went to a doctor like that next week. And I was like, I've got to get on something. Because <laughs> I might I be just, crazy. Right. <laughs> and if I'm not, people think I am because of how I'm acting. Right. Um, and so now that I've been like in a pretty steady 
hormone therapy for the last two years, a little over two years, I realized just how much different it is. Mm. And I'm like, and I and I I'm glad that I was able to find something that's bioidentical and I don't seem to have any adverse side effects to it or um, anything that's um, diminishing my health while improving my quality of life. But there was a point where I was like, I don't care. Give me anything that will make this thing go away. And I think it's sad that we have to make those choices. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as women, we absolutely do in the terms of health. And I'm watching this in this, doc, this um, Netflix show I I'm, I'm really love. It's called The Midwife. And oh, this yeah. is from the 50s and 60s when these women were having babies. And you know, I'm talking about all kinds of stuff popping off. Um, and childbirth is supposed to be this very natural thing, and it should be. But it, it started, the chemical part of childbirth started to really, and the med- medicinal part of childbirth really started to come of, uh, into consciousness and become useful um, and used widely in that age. So mm-hmm. they started to have these drugs, and then they give them the women Epidural. and realize, oh, wait, this drug actually causes birth defects. Mm-hmm. How many kids? Um, but gives to the women because she had nausea and she couldn't yeah. stay on her feet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they give them the air to help them, like, I forget what it was called, some kind of thing they put on their nose to help them breathe so they could get through the contractions. What does that do, right? And so they didn't have know the impact then. It took a while, yeah. You know, 300 years ago, women probably squatted in a field somewhere and popped it out and, you know, but there was also a lot of complications and ba- a lot of babies lost also, right? And, and a lot of moms lost. Yeah, infant mortality was super high. Right, until about 50 years ago. Right. I mean, they didn't even know that they should wash their hands between doing a surgery and going to deliver a baby. Exactly. So Exactly. So I feel like I said that to say that I feel like women have to make those choices, especially just natural course of what it yeah. is to be a woman. Yeah. Um, and that's Pretty not to say sad. that men don't make that choice. They maybe have some different options or some different, different pl- places where they have to decide. Um, I would really like to hear from some men because I feel like they really don't have many things that they have to, that they don't have to make these kinds of decisions like we do. You don't think yeah, so? I, I don't think so. But maybe I'm just speaking from my experience and not being real tuned in to, you think like maybe conscious? like what kind of aftershave they use or what kind of shaving cream or what kind of razor. Or... I think that's where their women influence them. But I don't, I don't, I mean, but, other than I, mean that, I don't even know where they have to make those kinds of decisions. Yeah, we're talking about ethical decisions right of like your health and your hormones and shifting and that sort of stuff i don't know where men would maybe if they had some sort of extenuating extenuating yeah. circumstance you guys know what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. <laughs> um extra well, special yeah well maybe <laughs> exactly that should just make that word um where maybe they've had uh something wrong with their um prostate or something like that where now they have to have some sort of hormones or uh thyroid condition because guys mm-hmm. can have that too um, where they have to take some sort of like hormone therapy and they'll have to decide what's good for them or not um, but other than that you know I do think women with the menopause and all that like get it a little bit worse I mean um, I remember when my mom went through menopause because I was going through puberty and it was a <laughs> freak show it was a hot mess <laughs> it's a rough combination Whoa. it was a hot mess I was there I was in college. It was a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah, I was going through puberty and she was going through menopause and it was rough. My mom was homicidal and my sister was homicidal. Suicidal. So between the two of them, it was like, I'm going to kill you. No, I'm going to kill you. Somebody's going to die. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm going to kill us both. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, it was rough. We should see if we could get some guys. Yeah, we anybody, should. Any guys in the audience are listening who might be willing to talk if about this? If you made it this far, congratulations, <laughs> my friend. We applaud you. We need to hear from you. We absolutely do. <laughs> And hopefully we didn't gross out any women along the way. But speaking of, of menopause, I remember when my mom went through menopause, I was probably in my 20s. And I remember like her being very weepy and, and getting upset about things kind of unnaturally, at least from my experience with her up to that point in my life. And I would say to her, um, have you seen my mother? Is she, is she in there? Because I really could use my mother right now. And she'd be like, no. I haven't seen her. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but it's become our joke since then, you know, like, I'd be like, um, I need my mom today. Do you, do you know where she is? Nope. But yeah, people don't recognize, like, just how serious menopause can be oh. and how well, it changes and I feel who like you are. That, she, she was serving back, not intentionally, but serving back probably what you were like as a teenager. She's oh, like, sure. have you seen my child? Yeah. No. Hello. Right? Like, I mean, I feel like menopause is that kind of like, Oh, I'm gonna surf that back. Natural way of like, maybe not natural, maybe not so natural, right? Way of like getting that surf back. Yeah, that teenager thing you did. Yeah, it's coming, coming back. You. Which is another yeah. thing boys don't have to deal with, right? Men. Yeah. yeah. No, it. Yeah, it's a mess. All of that. I mean, whenever your hormones are out of whack, you're an unstable being. That's just what it is. I actually was um, reading an article the other day. Something. Uh, where uh, this guy was talking about vitamin D actually being more of a hormone than a vitamin because mm. of the way that your body processes processes it and the way that it does affect your mood and your, For you sure. know, all of that. So it's more of a hormone. So, like, when you don't get vitamin D, you are totally out of whack, you know, hormonally. Um, and some people are more sensitive than others. That's yeah, what the seasonal I'm affective disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vi- vitamin D can help Yes, yeah, in some yeah, cases. Yeah, it can help, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, when your hormones are off, you are a scary person, mm. which I know not well from personal experience because I went through puberty. But my mom was a scary person. Yeah, it was rough. She's better now, audience. We love her still. Yeah, we, she's better. Everybody, everybody survived. survived. <laughs> <laughs> By the skin of our teeth. <laughs> so if you have ideas about things that you have decided to cut out of your life, but you're struggling with it because it isn't as effective, we'd like to hear from you. And if you figured out, hey, I can have this alternative product that works awesome. I'm not compromising my principles or beliefs or my health in order to have this effective product that serves me the way that I need it to. We'd love to hear those stories. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, or at thejealousvegan.com, and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.